Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Big Week in Gaming podcast, and what do you know, it's been a big week in gaming. I'm Swinney for episode 97 this Sunday, the 25th of September, 2022. So in this week's show, we'll be discussing Zelda, GoldenEye, Fire Emblem. We catch up and chat about all the big news we missed out last week. Grand Theft Auto 6 leaks all over the internet, and even the FBI gets involved. NVIDIA revealed their next range of graphics cards you're going to have to sell your firstborn to afford. And the analog pocket finally gets support for Super Nintendo games. Shut up! Big Wings on the radio! Shut up! It's Gaming Park Studio! Welcome everyone to the Big Wings Gaming Podcast. I'm your host for today, Swinney. If you'd like to support the show, we'd love to get you to subscribe to us on YouTube or your favourite podcast app. If you're a mega fan, come join us on the Discord. I definitely need to jump on there, so I need to uh, become a mega fan myself. And all the links in the description below or at bigweekpod.com. So today, joining me is our executive producer, Intergot. Hello. And nobody else, because Mike is unfortunately <laughs> unable to make it uh, to our show. And uh, we missed last week, so uh, we figured, well, let's just do a two-man show this week just to make sure, you know, we... we do catch up because last week was a pretty big week in gaming. Um, oh, it was and massive! Unfortunately, we couldn't really chat about some of those headlines. So. <laughs> <laughs> and speaking of the Discord, we actually had um, a, a guy who. Do you remember? Oh, I'm really. I should have actually checked this beforehand. Um, Mike reviewed. Uh, I was going to say an Aussie game, but then that's pretty one rat. Sh- one rat games or one rat Dylan. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 But what I find funny about it is how Mike's not even on the Discord. <laughs> well, actually, normally if we get a good shout-out, especially from a game dev um, and a local game dev, uh, mm. we would normally put it in our like little bit of a like updates thing at the start of the show. But because Mike wasn't here, I'm like, you know what, maybe I'll bring it up when Mike's back. But uh, but that's cool. That's awesome. Yeah, um, no, that's really cool. Again, thankfully, he gave the game a pretty decent, uh, you know, <laughs> decent, decent review. Hey, we keep it real but, here. We're not, we're yeah. not bought by anyone. <laughs> But um, but yeah. So uh, I guess the only other thing uh, that I want to mention right at the top of the show is I just want to give a shout out to some uh, good guy developers out there. So I'm currently playing through a game called Astria Ascending. I'm not going to get into it. It's an RPG. It's on Xbox Game Pass, right? The game is leaving Xbox Game Pass on the 30th of uh, the month. So basically, there's only about five days left to complete it. And the game's pretty buggy and glitchy in a lot of ways. And yesterday six days before it's meant to leave game pass they updated and patched the game and fixed all the major issues and achievements so people are able to complete it before it leaves game pass so i just want to give a shout out to the developers artisan studios and dear villages the publishers of astrea ascending that's it's great to see developers kind of like help out the community with that stuff so yeah i think anything like that or if they i don't know if that is possible but if they could do a deal with uh, microsoft and say look just keep it on there for another month while we fix mm. this you know what I mean um, anything like that I think is a pretty good thing to do um, I know that we're not going to talk about what we're playing we're going to get straight into the news but for a teaser for next week obviously I've been playing Splatoon 3 like crazy what a surprise I've, dude I've put 50 hours into that game already <laughs> that's insane Mike was telling me he's, he, I was speaking to him the other day actually caught up coffee for him which is good you know something weird like post uh, post covid uh just like just catching up for a coffee just feels special these days but anyway <laughs> yeah um and he was like he just saw he always saw you on the switch just playing nothing but splatoon so I'm like, <laughs> okay, he's banging that out. it's 
look, like, for all the issues with it, it's very good game. It's a very good game. I, I Like, it sounds crazy what I'm about to say, but I just, in a weird way, wish Nintendo didn't make it. I, I feel like it would be... The mechanics of the game are so good, and everything else with the networking, it just lets it down around it, but you still kind of struggle through it. So... And, and just briefly, like, I played the Splatfest this weekend. It's meant to have the tricolor battles. They said that they're going to reduce... You know the one where it's, like, the four people in the middle have to defend the two, yep. two teams of two on either side? And it was super unbalanced. Like, the middle team usually lost, right? And they said that, and they're like, oh, we're going to reduce the number of times that you see that mode, right? Which kind of annoys me, because I want to see that mode, right? That's their solution. It's just not going to pop, Right. I spent like three hours playing it just today, zero times it came up, even though I'm selecting that mode. I'm like, that shits me, man. Like, fuck Nintendo, man. That that sucks because that's one of the, like, the new things yeah, that, about the multiplayer. Exactly, exactly. Um, and look, I'm sure that it's probably a temporary thing until they work through the rebalancing. I know that stuff's not, you just can't, like, flip a switch and yeah. it's done, but it is, like, unfortunate that these that solution was oh let's just not make it show up as opposed to let's let's make it balance it you know because yeah. that, that was cool like that was one of the modes that we tried out and uh, when i played it that. was cool and it was yeah. different it was different it did it did feel at the time very unfair to the people in the middle <laughs> yeah say. and then also when you because stupidly you know you play it a few times and then you realize wait a second you shouldn't be attacking the other team at all like or taking their ink or anything it's like mm. wow this is such a disadvantage being in the middle it's like incredible um yeah that and uh for a teaser for next week been playing last of us part one. Oh, yes yeah mr mr Moneybags is buying and- the big remastered <laughs> version and dude no it was a it's a, a certain birthday that everyone forgot um that game oozes triple a it's quadruple a that game is quadruple a just like not saying anything about the game but there's one moment where i was like using a flashlight or something and then turning it off right and the game actually prompted me at the bottom saying are the infected can't detect if you've got your flashlight on or off i'm like man this game is like they've play tested this and they've like Mm. just done every little tiny minute detail to figure out stuff like that to like help people it's and, yeah crazy and it's this a good is game your, man it's a good game and and this is your first playthrough of yeah. any version of I've, I, yeah. I know so little about this game apart from I think two things right and I started playing it so this is the first time I've ever touched it I've avoided spoilers I skip through podcasts whenever they talk about it like the first 10 minutes of the game I was like what the hell I didn't know any of this <laughs> right like basically the structure even of the game i didn't actually know so yeah it's like yeah it's a bloody good game like i can understand i'm only like a couple of hours in but i can totally understand how people can get obsessed about this game and like oh best game ever blah 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 i'm like "Mm, yeah i can kind of get it it's pretty incredible the question do you think that a because i know that this is this game kind of walks the line between like a really crazy remaster versus a remake it's kind of like it's walking that line right yeah do you think a game like this should be eligible or highly considered for a game awards game of the year kind of thing given the nature of the game what i would say is for certain categories i could accept it for game of the year no way 
like negative a million. I think if this is in the category of game of the year, I'll be super pissed, right? I think you can I think it should be nominated or could be nominated if it's areas where that's what they focused on and worked on, right? Now I can't remember all the categories, but you know, you could argue things like art or accessibility. Like accessibility in this game is mm. crazy. Like everything. Like it's it's actually I need like an accessibility setting for the accessibility settings to make it more manageable because it's like overwhelming how many options there are. It's insane how many options. Like I just went, hey, I want the subtitles on and it's like so many options about the subtitles. Like they give you options about just like the context of the game. Not not just like a simple kind of, you know, like closed caption versus like the actual words. It's like, you know, subtlety, like the, you know, it's just so many things. So like stuff like that, because that's work. And I don't think that was fully like all the stuff they've got in there in the original game. Totally open to that. I think it's insane that people think this should be nominated for Game of the Year. Like that's just farcical. I think you have to be really changing the game for that to count. Like as a, you know, like I think Final Fantasy VII is a good example. Like yeah. it's probably changed enough that you could go, yeah, I could put it in Game of the Year again. But not this. This is like beat for beat exactly the same. Yeah. No, that's fair enough. And I, because I was thinking about that the other day that, and I, ha- I haven't, we didn't go back to check, but a game like your Resident Evil 2 remake is so vastly different. Um, and it's like, I like to me, it's kind of what you're saying about Final Fantasy 7. Like, mm. I think if the game is completely reached, it's basically a different game just on, it's like a new adaptation in, in a way. Um, yeah. And there's no existing art assets that have been reused. They may have like maybe some JPEGs here and there for textures for books or something, you know, but other than that, it's generally a basically a new game. So. And, and it's kind of a shame. Like, I mean, we weren't meant to talk about it, but it's kind of a shame because... I would have been so super open if they had actually remade the game. Like, change beats of it, you know, shake it up a bit. Because you've always got the original game that is always going to be there. The PS4 version's an amazing way to play that game. So, I think it would have been a great opportunity for them to, to change it. And it would have actually removed all the people's complaints about, you know, like, oh, they just remade it and they're charging so much money for it and stuff like that. Ha- look... I didn't buy it. It was a gift, but man, the game is like so like, I have not found anything to really complain about the game in terms of how it feels and everything like that. Like it actually made me compare it to horizon forbidden West. And I'm like, that game is so janky compared to this. And you know, when I talk about writing and stuff like that, like, dude, I'm like reading like random notes in the game world. Because the writing is so good. Like, I kind of, you know, I know I was shit on video game writing, but when the when writing's good, I'll, I'll consume it, man. I'll, like, absorb it. So I'm, like, going into the lore of this game. I'm, like, reading about people's stuff and what they're doing and all this other shit. I'm like, man, I'm super into this game. It's just too intense, though. Like, that's the only thing. Like, you know, we're kind of similar in this way. Like, we don't play many horror games, like Resident Evil series... Like, it's, it's, like, I started playing Resident Evil 7, and I'm like, man, this game's just too much. Like, far out. It's, like, mm. doing my head in. That's the only thing about this game that, like, man, it's super intense. And it makes me just go, ah, like, do I want to start playing it? Like, it, it's, like, foreboding or something. And it's so mm. fucking well-paced, the game. Like, I know what it's doing. It's, like, intense scene, and then it's, like, 
you know, just chill you out for a bit, you know, like you'll be walking around doing something, dialogue, you know, background. And I'm like, I know what you're doing, game. I know you're giving me a breather. You'll do something funny and then it'll be intense again. <laughs> and it's like, be for me exactly like that. So, yeah. Well, Man, you'd love this game. You'd love this game. Yeah. I look forward to hearing a bit more about it next week. And Mike will probably, you know, maybe join the convo about his, you know, experience with the game back when he first played it. But, uh, yeah, as you mentioned, we're not we're not covering the rest of the stuff we played no. this week, so we're going to jump straight into a catch-up segment to talk about some of the headlines from last week because of how big it was. So we may have pulled a sickie last week, but we didn't miss the headlines. You know, we we talk, we reacted to Nintendo Direct, so go and check out a reaction. Some of these stories are related to that. The first of which being the Legend of Zelda: Breath of the Wild. Two sequel to the Legend of Zelda: Breath of the Wild, finally getting a name called The Legend of Zelda: Tears of the Kingdom. So the title was revealed in a new trailer during the Nintendo Direct, and the game has also had its release date revealed. Which honestly, I think you were a bit surprised. It's uh, it's, it's hitting May next year. So because well, everyone else thought it'd be a lot earlier, but I I kept saying all the way through. I think this is going to be like holiday twenty twenty three. Like Christmas, so I'd mentally prepared. This is like November, whereas I think everyone else was thinking it's going to be early in the year, which I don't know why. Given all the delays in the history of this Zelda team, which you know does great work, but obviously like has had many delays for every game it's released. Hmm. Uh, but I'm super pumped about this. Like I, I think I'm just really managing myself with this game. <laughs> like just you know context for people that don't know like i love breath of the wild so much you know like totally went crazy for that game collected all the 900 korok seeds like oh can you imagine what they're gonna do in this one if wow yeah more korok seeds are you gonna do the whole lot again well i i don't know about that but I, I think the thing that's exciting about this game and i like i started going down a path of you know going into the kind of insane people youtube conspiracy theories like breaking down every frame and those people man i gotta tip my hat to them like they are so good at like pulling on threads and then coming up with some whole theory and you're like fire out that does make sense <laughs> like like the game explain people and people like that well yeah but even the ones that are like pretty much dedicated to like one mm. game like you get that a lot with zelda and like i know dark souls is very much like that like people oh, yeah. try to pull out the lore <laughs> of like Elden ring dark souls all that stuff bloodborne um but one the only thing and i don't want to spoil it for myself there were a few prominent sections where it was like really clear there's like seven spaces to populate like it looked like you know seven jewels or you know like a very classic zelda thing which makes me excited because i do you think it's fair the criticism about Breath of the Wild not having like dungeons and things like that? Mm. Um, you know, because the the divine beasts are not like dungeons; they're like mini dungeons at best, and they're very simple in my mind. Um, so you know, if you had Breath of the Wild and actually had Zelda-like dungeons in it, like that's just totally incredible to me. Mm. So I don't know; I'm very excited about it. Still, like it's amazing how you know. There's still questions that people have, but I don't really know the answer. Like, is it still the same Hyrule? Seems like it is at the base, but you've got the sky as well. Um, yeah, I, it's amazing that we don't really fully know. Um, nothing is really leaked, like, uh, in other Western games. Yeah, it's and it's a perfect kind of game for 
going blind in that regard mm. you know like the zelda series is always about that the magic of exploration and, and wonder of discovery and i i do as much as you know i do um play up to the fact that you know breath of the wild didn't blow me away or anything um i've always maintained the fact that the game is a fantastic game um you know the whole thing oh but maybe it's not a great zelda game it's more that it just didn't hook me and so i what i still want to do is go back to it because i wouldn't go to this game without playing through breath of the wild um just it just feels like especially if they do go and add dungeons it would probably like make it even harder to go back to um to breath of the wild for me but um Mm. but no look i'm I'm looking forward to this in the sense that um, it's such a big game and it's going to make a lot of people happy, regardless of my feelings about the. As a huge, I'm I'm a huge Zelda fan. It's more my personal feelings about uh, Breath of the Wild. But uh, yeah, look, I think um, it's going to be interesting when it drops uh, in mid-May. Um, but that's not the only big uh, news coming out of the Nintendo Direct. We also had a brand new Fire Emblem. Fire Emblem Engage was revealed. So this is, yeah, pretty much like they had a pretty in-depth trailer because this game's mm. actually coming in January, so it's not that far away. And considering this is the first time they've officially talked about it, there have been some leaked images and stuff, but nothing from Nintendo themselves. So, you know, the fact that this game's coming out, what, it's, you know, it's nearly October now in uh, basically just over three months or so is pretty wild. But um, look at... It's Fire Emblem. Uh, I think you already know if you're, you're going to be interested or not. Um, I do think they've got an interesting take on the fact that they're bringing in some of the classic characters as almost like supports or spirits in a way. I don't know. I can't remember the exact name of it um, to aid the player. So, you know, Marf is there. And it's almost, it's almost like a, a persona or a stand from JoJo where Marf is like a spirit attached to your character. It looks cool. Um, the game will have, you know, town building and relationships and, you know, obviously some of the hallmarks of the Fire Emblem series as it's gone throughout the years um so yeah how about what, what do you think of this Indigo? yeah look like I'm only a new convert to Fire Emblem I, I do like you know this this style of game like you know turn-based tactical RPG style game um but yeah I'm pretty recent convert to Fire Emblem what I would say is like I'll definitely play this this would be like a day one thing just because I really love Three Houses but Three Houses was like a cohesive package that made me go, oh yeah, I want to try this. Like, the setting, everything about it, right? Whereas this game doesn't grip me at all from that context. Like, I can't even tell you really the setting outside of, you know, like the the classical kind of medieval style knights, you know, horses, all that kind of stuff, setting of Fire Emblem, but... I don't know, it just doesn't seem as cohesive as something like Three Houses, and especially when you're just bringing back heroes from other games. Like, how they're going, going to do that, everything like that. It's, it, Yeah, it's just really fascinating to see how it's going to land. And, like, the main character doesn't really super excite me from a design point of view. Mm-hmm. I know that, like, a lot of people say the same thing, but, yeah, it just didn't grip me. Like, Byleth, um, yeah, like... It's it's a funny one. It like I'll be open to it, obviously, and I'm definitely going to play it. But I don't know what it means. It's kind of interesting. It, it seems like it's more pointing back to the history of of the series, which I'm just not that familiar with, to be to be frank. Yeah, and look, and I I think they'll probably do it in a way where it doesn't really matter if you are familiar mm. or not. Um, but obviously, it is a, it's a fan service ploy, you know, bringing in Marth and and I know there were other characters I do rec- um, recognize in the trailer, but I've 
names have uh, eluded me because I actually haven't played a Fire Emblem game since Shadow Dragon, the 3DS. <laughs> yeah. uh, no, D- I think it was no, DS. It's DS, isn't it? Yeah. DS remake, yeah. Uh, and so I never played Awakening, which was like the big turning point for the series. Um, and Three Houses is obviously very well regarded. So I would actually like to play Three Houses before I ever play this one. Um, but yeah, look, it's cool. Um, it's a big uh, tentpole for them for the start of the year. So Yeah, I mean, uh, Three Houses, I think, is pretty cheap at the moment as well. Like, you can get that digitally for pretty cheap from memory, like 50 bucks or something like that. So I'd definitely recommend that. Now, the last... Well, actually, no, there is another one that I'll mention at the end of this uh, catch-up segment, but I guess one of the, the third big story that we're, we're covering here is the fact that during the Nintendo Direct, they announced a whole bunch of new N64 titles, and I, for some reason, haven't got included a list here with me, but I know Pilot Wing 64, the Mario Party games... The Mario Pokemon, Party 1, 2, 3, 4, 5... Yeah, Pokemon <laughs> yeah, Stadium, so there's a bunch of games, but uh, and then at the end, they revealed that GoldenEye is coming to the service as well. And then, it's funny, so during the direct, um, you can watch we're reacting, I, I said in, in the reaction, I'm like, God, we haven't even heard about the Xbox one yet, because we knew that that had leaked on Shu Achievements well, and I everything didn't like be, that. Yeah. And basically, right after the direct, then then, uh, then they announced the Xbox version as well. So this is, this is a really weird kind of situation, this whole GoldenEye stuff. So the N64 version, from what we can tell, is... The, sorry, the Switch version is the N64 version. It's on the N64 Switch Online um, service. I don't know if they're doing anything else to it because it's if there's some just a lot of vague information. But it will have just like the other N64 games, online multiplayer, but played. Let's say GoldenEye is four-player split-screen. You can play it online against your friends, but it will be the split-screen version, regardless of whether or not it's local or online. With the Xbox version, they announced that, and they specifically said that there will be no online multiplayer. There will be local, and to be clear, this is not even the cancelled XBLA version yes. that got leaked online like last year or some. It was like it was a little while back. It's not even that version. It's it's so weird. This whole situation. <laughs> It's really, really odd. Like, breaking down a couple of things... Because I heard some mixed information about whether this is going to be just pure GoldenEye 007, or are they going to, like, try to make the performance a little bit better for the Switch? But it seems like it's exactly the same. Yeah, I'm... You know how some Switch Online N64 games... Like, there was a little improvement here and there Mm. as part of the emulation? I'm not sure if that will just come as part of this maybe because GoldenEye had issues major issues with frame rate oh, you'd hope that stuff yeah. clears up a little well, um, I, I you'd hope don't you'd think hope. it will right but yeah this is such a mess man so the other part of it is like let's just be real like we played GoldenEye when it was out right that's how old mm. we are and it was awesome but it was awesome for the context that you were playing it just like when you know back when we were kids you have a sony walkman it lasts for like a couple of hours that's how you listen to music it was awesome for the context but now it's not so awesome right if you had a device that you had to go to the shops to buy batteries all the time and then you throw out those said batteries and you're effectively costing yourself like 20 bucks each week just to use you know a walkman for a few hours it would get annoying right and man like the the pure controls of like goldeneye on the switch 
it's going to be like confronting to people. Mm. People are going to go, this. it's confronting to me. I've tried to play it that style and it's like super impossible to play it. Like given the twin stick nature of what we play these days. And then for them to block, like, can we talk about like the logic or like what's going on here? Right. Do you think that they're actually blocking online on the Xbox version as part of some weird deal with Nintendo to get this across the line? Or is it literally just, like, laziness? Like, they don't want to create servers and stuff like that? I I think it has to be a deal with Nintendo because <sighs> Xbox's bread and butter is online. Like, that's what mm. their... Xbox Live was their big, you know, selling point. Like, everything now... We know this is not the fancy version of GoldenEye that they remastered. To be clear, this is still a remastered version on the Xbox. We don't know much about it, but we know it is higher resolution. They'll probably do some upscaling the textures, but mm. it's not. It's nothing like what they were going to do. It's not like the Perfect Dark remaster they put out. It will have dual analog controls and stuff. So the, yeah. the controls at least will be better and stuff like that. Yeah. And from a frame rate standpoint, they're just... We don't know. We don't know the details. You'd hope it's 60, right? But when it comes to the online multiplayer, it just... It doesn't, to me, doesn't make sense unless it's something to do with the fact that, you know, GoldenEye is obviously a split-screen game in the original version and maybe the work to get it to be where you... <laughs> it's their nemesis. Can view it, <laughs> it's their nemesis. You can, where you can view split it like as, a, as a single screen when you're playing multiplayer online, maybe that part of work was too much and there's laziness there, but... It's such a weird situation. Even the timing of the announcements, the fact that it came right after... It's like Nintendo had to announce their part yeah, first. Yeah, no, but that's normal. The that's normal. But, but like the fact that... So there's definitely stuff linked here. Oh, and of I, course. I wouldn't, it wouldn't surprise me if there was a situation where it's almost like to get the game out in any form, Nintendo had certain criteria. <laughs> but it's just, that that conversation to me is really funny. It's like, oh, Nintendo's saying to Microsoft, so you, so you know, we're the, we're the ones who are really good at networking and online multiplayer, so we want to restrict GoldenEye to be only in the shitty Nintendo 64 know, version. It's weird. That's going to run it like five frames a second. I, I have thought about it, because, you know, this is like a few weeks old, this announcement. I actually think it's just the laziness of Microsoft and... Well, sorry, not laziness. That's the wrong way to say it, because people are working hard. Microsoft has, to me, lost direction on some priorities. I actually honestly think Microsoft should have said, we're not going to do this deal if we can't have online multiplayer, right? And if they've, like, chosen internally to just not prioritize it, it's such a like, insanely dumb decision. It actually their decision around Halo Infinite and not having the local co-op, right? Like, in local multiplayer, that's bad enough. But this would be, like, ten times worse if it comes out that they chose to not have online multiplayer for GoldenEye 007. Like, what a stupid decision that would be if that's what they've chosen to do. Because, like, that would just give the brand such a good fill-up. Like, even for me, who am not an Xbox fan, I'd be like, damn, that's really cool. That's a really cool thing that they've done. But instead, this is, like, a very melancholy like mixed launch like something that should be like celebrated is now like oh and the other thing that we haven't mentioned so far is there's no PC version so I can't yeah. even play the Xbox version of it <laughs> fuck yes. me so this leads into what I was about to discuss now so this game is also being packaged into the rare replay package 
so which never came out on PC, which absolutely sucks, right? Stupid. Because Rare Replay is awesome what they did there. And yeah. I don't think they're going to do what they did with the other games of this. They'll probably add it in, it'll be part of it, but they're not going to probably do all the... I'd hope them, love them to do all the old um, documentary kind of footage and, like, the artwork of Goldeneye. They're probably just going to put it in and bundle it and say, okay, you can launch it from it. And it comes to, it comes free to anybody who has Rare Replay and it's also on Game Pass, Right. Yeah, it absolutely sucks, but at least one thing I'll say to the PC users, at least you can play the linked remaster, which is going to be better than this version. So, But that's not complete, that, that I actually played that, legally, of course, the leaked remaster. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> there's any way to legally play that. <laughs> and, um, yeah, that, that it's a really cool version. Like, it, yeah, this... Yeah. Man, it's just so bloody weird what they've done here. Like... The other side of it is, I don't know if this is a further legality thing, but God's sakes, why didn't they just make a remake version? Like, not not a remake, but you know what I mean, like a remastered version mm. that works on Switch and Xbox and PC and release that. Along with, you know, the Nintendo Switch Online version. But you know what I'm saying? Like, why didn't they just make a version that's like... Uh, like put it as part of rare replay maybe make sell it separately for like 19 dollars. i feel like that would just be like this little mini hit that people would go how cool is this right instead this is such a shit announcement after so much time trying to get this game out again yeah yeah so much time that's all i was about to, I was, that's all i was thinking of i think that Goldeneye's never been re-released in any no. form no no no, no 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 never ever this ever just they it just landed like it landed with <laughs> oh people are excited but then when the realization yeah. in, and then the confirmation from like the rare people and stuff about certain stuff everyone's like what the fuck like why, why this should this? have been a blockbuster announcement and it's just now just like a wet fart for yes. many people dude i had the exact same word in my mind <laughs> like it's funny actually i had the exact same one i was waiting to say it and then you said it it's like a wet fart it's just like Man, you've just wasted this golden op- golden sorry opportunity to like. What you say? Sorry, you just do something it. so fun. You know, like damn, it would have been so cool. Like especially now, not many games right now. I mean, October's massive, but right now, if they could have got it out, it would have been like super cool. Everyone would have played. I, this I could totally see this being like a big streamer hit. You know, and that's the thing. Fuck. So weird. Both versions are just coming soon. We don't even know when they're I, coming. Well, I don't. What's up with that? I actually, literally, because I don't follow these things. It sounds weird being on a podcast, but I don't follow these things religiously. I checked my actual Switch and the Nintendo sixty four. I'm like, oh shit, Goldeneye is going to be on that, right? Because when they said coming soon, that was like a couple of weeks away, a couple of weeks ago. So I'm like, mm. it probably is here by now, right? And I jumped in. I'm like, what? Like, what's going on? Like, when is this fucking coming out? Like. Coming soon. What's the what's the time limit on coming soon? In your opinion, has to be like Look, a month at most, right? I could see November. November. <laughs> well, that's 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 just over Jesus. months. That's just over months. So. But why didn't why didn't they just say like I don't know twenty twenty two? Everything about, about this it stupid. doesn't make sense. It really and, is dumb. It's but so you dumb. know you know what does make sense? <sighs> a damn good trailer for Tekken Eight that came out of the PlayStation State of Play. So. They teased a new Tekken at Evo um, like a month and a bit ago mm. or so, and it didn't take long. I thought would actually wouldn't hear about it for ages, and then State of Play. I think it opened with this awesome 
real-time uh, trailer with uh, Kazuya and, and um, Jinkazama fighting it away, transitions to very cinematic gameplay-style trailer, um, which is very clearly like the stuff in it that would be more so the story mode-style cinematics that would work into it. But man, what a trailer. This looks absolutely awesome. I, the only criticism I could ever have for this trailer is they literally needed to have the text, this is the engine, <laughs> like in yes. bigger writing. Because when I watch this, I'm like, far out, this looks crazy, right? But I'm like, oh, this is some CG trailer or whatever. And then I'm like, this is on my phone. And then I'm looking, and I'm like, wait, is this the actual game? Because, you know, some of the angles are like very, like that's going to be the angle it has. Like this on the B-roll. I'm like, well, what the hell? Is this actually the, the game engine? And then I could they, see it like in small writing. I'm like, oh my God, that's crazy. They did do some of that stuff in Tekken 7 story mode. So in yeah. some of those cinematic battles, it will like, it will transition to those, like you'd never have any of those angles in an actual normal match because especially from a competitive standpoint, it yeah, just yeah, wouldn't yeah, of work. Course, of course. Uh, except the slowdown. I mean, that's always been in Tekken 7. But um, yeah, this this is awesome. Like Harada has talked... Um, like there's been interviews with him basically talking about you know this game's on uh, Unreal Engine 5 and they're rebuilding basically everything from scratch at least model wise I'm not sure about like, animations and stuff like that you think you'd probably bring some of that work over but this is and it's coming to PC PS5 Xbox Series X so mm. massive awesome announcement um, I'm hyped for that it actually got me to reinstall Tekken 7 so I've been playing a bit of that so <laughs> I was so, literally yeah. going to buy that on Steam because it's like so cheap obviously you mm. don't get all the characters and stuff but I, I do want to get into Tekken. I, it's a good, like, timing for fighting games, I think. Like, with Street Fighter Six coming out in, like, pretty soon, actually. It's like six months or so. Hmm. And then this, probably 2024, right? Because they said stay tuned. They didn't say anything else about it. Yeah, probably. Um, Have they even finished the Tekken 7 seasons? Actually, yeah, Tekken, Tekken 7's all wrapped up. What they did, what they did announce at EVO was uh, a balance change and added some new mechanics oh, but okay. there was a, in front in terms of a content standpoint the game is essentially finished unless they decide to maybe there's a resurgence and they they do another season kind of you know like because there's there's a call for it you know i guess but the um, one thing they haven't done yet is they haven't got like the tekken 7 gold version or whatever you know with everything in it hmm. that normally signals okay cool the sequel's gonna come out like pretty hmm. soon after that so but this so, looks cool, man. Looks cool. Yeah, the last thing I wanted to talk about, there's a very... I actually was only, I was going to talk about this last week, but not as a separate segment, but I'm like, I'm going to put in here, bugger it, because I, I have a bone to pick. Um, so during the Nintendo Direct, had a very surprise and, at the time, very awesome announcement of Tales Symphonia getting a remaster. So Tales Symphonia, if anybody doesn't know, was originally a GameCube title and then got a bunch of ports to like PS2 and got like a version of PS3 and PC and everything. And so they're like, okay, the game's getting remastered. Awesome. That's what I wanted Bandai Namco to do in the Tales devs. Um, but then come, news comes out that this game, the, this remaster is based on the PS2 version, <laughs> which runs at 30 frames a second. Now, you think back then, PS2 30 frames a second? Well, of course. The original GameCube version ran at 60. The very first version of this game ran at 60, and the remaster bloody runs at 30 the new version <laughs> this game i'm holding up in my hands on gamecube is will run at a higher frame rate than the remaster that's coming out nearly 20 years later now i am happy that they're giving us anything 
but at the same time it's like what a fucking joke to put out a remaster of a game that's nearly 20 years old and have it run worse than the original what the fuck <laughs> that's like, pretty funny <laughs> I just like the only thing I can think of is that like and people have said this is a if everything's based on the PS2 version right that has extra content right so there is extra content clearly like they I don't know maybe, do they not have access to the source code of the GameCube can they not change it like yeah. like I hate I hate this kind of shit but honestly this is the kind of shit that I decide every day stuff like this which is just purely like people will go crazy if we get the GameCube version doesn't have everything in it we're not gonna go build that shit again we're gonna blow our budget on it 30 frames ah it's not a game that really needs it just put it out like that or like they're like let's try to make it 60 and then they'll be halfway through the development cycle and go we just can't make this 60 it's impossible right it's like oh well it's too too late now like I could totally see that happening not saying that it's good but that's pretty oh, I, that's pretty bad <laughs> I just so this is coming to um, PC, PS4 and Xbox One yeah. right and sorry and Switch I just love the fact that I'll be sitting here playing this um, it's coming early next year and we're running lower than 20 all these years ago playing on this one like it's just weird to me on my Series X which is like I, I'd love to do the calculation how much more powerful Series X is than the bloody GameCube but anyway oh well that's, the GameCube's uh, basically a Wii so <laughs> like think about that like that's incredible right. right well that's um, I don't know if there's anything else you wanted to mention but that's the big catch up on all the headlines uh, yeah not like, all of them but a stack problem. of news like you know Nintendo Direct was awesome in my opinion and then also the state of play was awesome like crazy that those things were back to back like only hmm. 10 hours apart or some like 8 hours apart or some ballpark like that yeah lots of cool Street Fighter news but at this point it's like okay there, there's enough headlines this week to uh, to sink our teeth into the first one being a huge batch of Grand Theft Auto 6 footage has leaked online in what could be considered the biggest leak in video game history so posted to the GTA for uh, they were posted to the GTA forums um, and contained over an hour of early development footage over an hour a game that hadn't even officially been like revealed in any mm. capacity and they were allegedly stolen via the messaging program Slack you know Rockstar Slack uh, I haven't used Slack I don't know if you've ever used yeah Slack, I've used it but it's it's, cool. uh, it's kind of it's wild and uh, there's there's also another situation that we won't get into but uh, you know that's related to this about Uber as well and uh, some leaks for them but Rockstar issued takedown notices across the whole internet so including like you know they locked down those the forums locked down the reddit locked down everything uh, obviously anybody uploading that stuff to YouTube you know they'll probably be striking all that stuff and confirmed that the footage was legitimate so I've got a statement here from them it's pretty standard stuff but man it, it, this sucks for them it really does we recently suffered a network intrusion in which an unauthorized third party illegally accessed and downloaded confidential information from our systems including early development footage for the next Grand Theft Auto we're extremely disappointed to have any details of our next game shared with you in this way our work on the next GTA game will continue as planned and we remain as committed as ever to delivering an experience to you, our players, that truly exceeds your expectations. So, Indigo, I don't know if you... Like, cause this story obviously just blew up and it was like... Mm. I think it was... I can't remember if it was like Monday or Tuesday, but it was like right after when we normally do this show. Yeah. And 
it was just like everywhere i couldn't avoid it and like i saw some snippets here and there of people like on reddit and stuff um sharing it and it's very it was very clearly like lots of placeholder graphics and everything like that and there's people being like this game looks like shit it's like these fucking do you not know how game development works and i loved there's a great i don't know if it was a meme or something but someone's like people their expectations of early development footage oh i'm building a house half the house is finished and like half the house has everything it's all furnished and there's people living in one house and the the rest of it's just a blank uh you know empty area and you know game development doesn't work that way um there's to to think that this game like this is not footage they would ever show to anybody no god no no and you yeah i mean it's always interesting in the future when you look back at some of this stuff similar i think the only game that could be comparable is maybe the half-life 2 leak like that was also a hack there was also intrusion the source code itself was leaked in that case as well and people learn things about valve and everything like that from that i i think this is no doubt in my mind this is for a single game the biggest leak in the history of gaming like gta 5 i just checked it it's sold 169 million copies as of june 2022 like a single game right like it's well, crazy to me it's sold that much well especially when you do think of yeah like the monetary um impact that this game is going to have because yeah. if you know if a small b game let, let's say one of my Eurojank rpgs that i love you know if early development footage of that game leaked no one gives a shit right people still going to buy it blah 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 not i'm not saying that this leak's gonna stop people buying Grand Theft Auto game, no but it's not. like the the difference is like this it's it's insane the amount of money it's tied up in this game. Um, yeah, and and I think we have enough data points to say that this type of stuff can be very disruptive for the release and launch and the marketing of a game. So as we saw with Last of Us Part Two, which you know like nice uh, you know tie back to the start that I'm playing Part One, but all the leaks of that game, the story, I actually don't know what they are concerning, right? Because hmm. I avoided it because I don't want to spoil that game. But I know a lot of people felt the game was spoiled or, you know, they've heard, okay, this is how the game's going to play out. And they're just like, no, it's impossible. And it actually was all real. It was all confirmed. Mm. And then that was super, you know, annoyed about it, right? And I, I, look, I think you and I are fairly reasonable about how these things are built, right? It's just like anything in life, really. You don't do the polish at the start. You do the polish at the end. So why would you you know, have something operating in perfection when they're still working on it. They're still like two, three, who knows how many years away from releasing this game. Um, so there's no way that something that was from at least two years ago, they reckon, in terms of the build that this was stolen from, like that's going to be so off the pace, right? You're lucky it's not even just a grey box like some of these uh, studios put together just to test the mechanics of how things are going to work and the missions and all that stuff. So to me, it's like definitely the biggest leak that we've ever seen. And it's, yeah, it's going to be tough to figure out what are they doing to manage it now that, you know, like we had articles from like Jason Schreier, you've had rumors about where it's set, but now like effectively that's been like, that's out there now, you know? Mm. And that, that would be very frustrating because I'm sure that was going to be a part of the reveal whenever that was going to be, right? Like there's the stages, you, you know, you're in marketing, it's like, you'd be mapping it out. It's like setting. That's a reveal. What's the name? Like if you're going to have some subtitle or whatever, right? That's a reveal. Like all these things are reveals. The protagonists, that's a reveal. Like, honestly, like most of those are now like ruined. 
from like a surprise factor. So, because people get a, yeah, I know that. I saw the one hour of footage that got leaked. And like on that, like I only watched a little bit of it because it's a bit like, what's the point? Like, I, as if I don't know what's going to, what this is going to be. It's GTA, man. They're not yeah, going to do anything was, different. It was okay. There's someone walking around a diner, big wolf. Yeah, know? yeah. Like, I think I saw a, that footage as we've, well. Yeah. We've placeholder hold stuff. Like, there's no, it's. If you're massively into GTA, I can see being like, oh, I'm going to sit here and look at all this stuff. Maybe. But as a, someone who's like, you know, who's played most of the games, but is still just like on the sidelines a bit about everything GTA, it's like, yeah, okay, I'll, I'll play it when it comes out. I still need to bloody play through GTA 5. So, you know, I'm yeah. not personally that invested in it. But uh, yeah, look, they did the the hacker, which actually I'm not going to name to give him any cred, but um, basically <laughs> they did claim that apparently they had source code or elements of source code of GTA 6 and GTA 5 as well as a test build of GTA 6 um, and we're looking to negotiate a deal with Rockstar but everything about this is really kind of there's so many news articles that I had, I had like 10 tabs open I'm like okay what is the story what's going on here and basically there's also apparently like there's there's like a hacker group or whatever you know the technical term for it is that this pe- these people apparently associated with and they were also they're claiming responsibility for uh, an uber data breach mm. and the fbi got involved around that stuff and so a few days later after all this stuff um it may have been like two days ago um uk police in a joint operation with the fbi arrested a 17 year old in oxfordshire with reports claiming, now we don't know 100%, that it's in relation to these breaches. If that is the case, man, they worked quick on this. Like, money really talks uh, to show <laughs> how this works. That's insane if they, if they well, actually did already I, get this person. So many things on this one. Like, you know, just on this person. So the UK, the laws in the UK protect people under 18. So mm. they can't even say what the details are, but it's all about mm. sure. It's, that's what it's about, right? And which, you know, we've actually had a hack in Australia of Optus, which is our mm. second biggest telecommunication provider, like something like Sprint in the States. Oh, I wish we could do a segment where it and bag the shit out it's of It's so Optus. insane. It's like they've got data, like the equivalent of like social security numbers that they don't need to store, right? Mm. And they stored it for everyone, and then had it it's accessible via API. So you can actually just call it, like, so conveniently, give me that data. And also, by the way, they're not noticing that, like, gigabytes of information are leaking from their network. Unencrypted, plain <laughs> yeah. text versions of yeah. bloody um, driver's Data license birth. numbers. Driver's and... license number. You know, passport numbers. Like, you know, for instance, in Victoria, where I was born... You can't change your driver's license, even though it's been breached and people can use it to create a credit card. You can't change it unless you are a victim of hacking. It's so stupid. It is so stupid. The worst one in Australia is TFN. That one, you can't even change. So like TFN's like our social security number. You can't change that even if it is, even if you have been a victim Hmm. of crime they still won't let you change it. They, they've literally got a rule where you cannot change it. The only time they'll change it is in some cases with, like, witness protection or some shit like that. Like, you know, like, the government's fully involved at that stage. But, man, it's it's actually straight-up pathetic. Like, that a 17-year-old is able to breach something like this. And who knows about the Optus thing? But it's... 
Like, these companies are not treating these things seriously enough. Like, you're always going to get people who are able to infiltrate your network through social engineering, which seems to be the case in this case. You can't have it so open that, like, someone internally can just download these kind of builds in a fashion that's not, like, permitted Mm. and then be able to you know, use it that they could actually create videos and everything like that. Like it's, it's really bad, man. Like these companies just pay a lot of lip service to cybersecurity, but they don't actually give a shit about it, obviously. And like the, the only thing I wanted to touch on from that is, man, this is going to like, you know, this is going to be a lot of people pushing to say, this is why we shouldn't have remote working, right? This is why we need to go back and get people back in the office because if we had people back in the office, stuff like this is way less likely, right? Because it is true, it's much easier to lock down a network if you're physically located. Mm. I love what Nintendo does. When, you know, I don't know if you know this, but Nintendo, they bolt, they literally have physically bolted their 3DSs and Switches in the office. You can't just play it freely. It's actually physically bolted to the desk. <laughs> they don't even trust their employees that much. So, yeah, man, it's it's crazy, this this leak. And, yeah, I, look, I do feel sorry for the team behind it because, you know, you work your ass off on something like this to have, like, a really cool reveal and then for it to be ruined and then for people to just be like, oh, this looks shit. Oh, man, uh, GTA, lo- GTA 3 looks better than this, bro. It's like, oh, I, I, that shit that would drive me nuts, man. <laughs> that would drive me nuts. It'd be fun. You know what? They should put a, a special option in the game that can turn as a shader like the whole game into the the style of this leaked footage (laughs) that would be good (laughs) make it look like two rock on n64 exactly exactly all right well that wasn't the only piece of news this week we also had news about the super mario movie so you got you're very excited about this so we know oh sorry go yeah go on no no i was gonna say we now know when the first trailer is gonna hit so it will be shown at the New York Comic Con on the 6th of October. So not far away. Uh, and in the Nintendo Direct as well, they I fairly certain it was in Nintendo Direct they revealed the release date, didn't they? When Miyamoto came up? Uh, they've done it before. They've done it before. I know that they... pushed they, it. Yeah, they announced it. But it was really confusing to me because it was like, wait, are they releasing this in different times in... They're definitely releasing it at different times in America and Japan. Right? And I think it's like weeks apart, which I remember talking about it on the show. I'm like, that's bullshit if they're doing that. That's fucking annoying. And if they well, if they don't release this in, like, in Australia, I will like download this fucking movie. Well, like... I, gr- I grabbed the release date of the 7th of April 2023 from VGC, so I'm assuming they would have grabbed the American. Oh, uh, okay, here we go. Oh, whoa, this is crazy. Australia, 30 March 2023. So we're getting it early. One week early. Wow. <laughs> so weird. Thank God, though. Okay, I'm very supportive of the staggered release <laughs> schedule. And Japan, it's 28 Feb. Oh, sorry, 28 April, sorry. 28 April. So wait, I'm wait. almost a month after Australia. Wow. So weird. This is on IMDb, so... I guess, look, they they movies often do come out in Australia first for, for a weird reason, don't they? They test it to see the audience yeah, reaction. Yeah. Australia is often used also for apps. Like, Australia is, like, almost the number one pick. English-speaking country, very small population, so if it goes to shit. And also the time zone as well. Like, we're mm. one of the first to click over the new day. So, like, it works perfectly, Australia, as a testing ground. 
It's funny to think of Australia as just a, it's like a pilot country. It's like our national release is pilot you know, for them. You know what's funny? Talking about pilots, this is completely unrelated to my movie. I just, I just, it just reminded me. Um, you know how some of our, uh, a lot of our supermarkets here in Australia have the, you know, the self checkouts. Right? Yes. Yeah, yeah. I love them. So my local, um, my local uh, Woolworths said they had a big sign at the front when you walk in saying. Please be aware, we are testing new cameras that check you when you're checking out. Um, if you are like, if everything matches up to the stuff you're scanning, so you can't like just like pocket items in the self checkout. But they had, so they're testing that where I am, and it's funny because they also when they introduced these self checkouts, they tested in my area as well. So it's like. Is this area just... You just are like, in the dodgy this, area. This is the prim- primordial testing soup for <laughs> bloody dwarfs, you know. But that's that's interesting. I just thought I'd, I'd bring that up. As They're probably like, testing. we get the most theft in this area, so let's test these well, things. Yeah, if it works yeah, there... Yeah, yeah. <laughs> what they have yeah. at my checkout, like in my area, is it has a colour detector. So if I put a carrot there and I press fruit and veg, it only shows me orange things. I can't pick anything wow. else. Which I actually initially I didn't notice it right and I did it and I pressed it I'm like oh wow like that's weird that you know carrots are like one of the most popular things click it and then I scanned it, a potato or something I'm like oh okay I get it it's not like <laughs> popularity it's actually looking at the colour so yeah like it's amazing so I'll dob my mum in my mum hates those checkout things with a passion like like you right she hates uh, no, it no I, I used to Oh, oh, wait, this is a, this is a law for the show. Like, context is Swinney was refusing because he doesn't want people to do, he doesn't want to do the job for them. No, no, that actually wasn't the reason. It was because they used my area as a testing ground and it was just (laughs) a weird part of me is like, screw you until, no, that's the whole reason why I didn't want to, right? Oh, okay. It was got nothing to do with, oh, I'm going to do other people's jobs. I don't care. Um, you have been like that. The unfortunate... Remember the security guard incident <laughs> where we almost didn't get into the fucking festival because of you? <laughs> that was yes. like, we'll explain that some other day, but that was fucking um, crazy. But the unfortunate part <laughs> for me, like I couldn't uphold that any longer when I worked in the city because uh, they didn't even have any exactly. other way to then the self-checkout. So, yeah. well, I guess I've got to use this now. Yeah, because my um, mum, like, uh, you know, build on this story. She went to Macca's and my local Maccas, there's no way to order unless you do self-service, right? Yeah. And she was like, what? And she went up to the counter and she's like, I want to order something. And they go, oh, yeah, on the screen. And they go, no, 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 it's just something small. Can I just order it? And they go, we can't. We don't have a register anymore, right? Wow. And then she goes, well, I'm leaving then. And I'm like, as if they care, right? Like these, <laughs> these are little kids who are getting paid the bare minimum they get in Australia. So she goes to the supermarket and she does, like if she's forced, she goes, if I'm forced to do the self-checkout, I always put in, like, oh, I'm buying, you know, like an avocado or something that's expensive. She always puts something else that's cheaper. She dials in the wrong thing on purpose on every item, every single item. And I go, you know, you're stealing, right? That is literally stealing. <laughs> it's, she goes, it's not stealing. I'm just picking something else. And I go, 
it's a thousand percent stealing. Like it steal, is it is literally. <laughs> but it's it's stealing. It's like there's no there's no like gray, right? It's straight up theft. It's not. You're literally going in there going, what's similar to this? <laughs> and you know she lives in your area, so it's probably contributing. <laughs> she she might end up on the footage. Well, that's, <laughs> yeah. I'm I'm not gonna get into the you know the whole location aspect yeah, yeah, yeah. of it, but uh, you should probably let her know nah, if she nah. hasn't seen those signs. Man. The idea of her having a wanted sign at <laughs> the local police is so awesome <laughs> to me. So, be... so rather than give her a heads up, you just rather her actually get get. Her... <laughs> You know that would Get be funny. You know that would be funny <laughs> if she got pulled over. Okay, we need to check all your items, ma'am. Because <laughs> the robot's telling us that you're stealing from us. Oh. <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, but um, look, yes. this this Super Mario movie, I'm super <laughs> looking for. Super Mario movie. That's right. That's Do you like that segue? Um, I, look, I'm looking forward to it. Selfishly, because it's been delayed so much, my kids are getting older, so they'll be able to watch it properly now. Although they all like Sonic. They hate Mario. <laughs> it's bastards. Ah, uh, look, they'll still enjoy the movie. Well, maybe they... this will turn them around. This is important. That's why they've, you know, got a lot of time in the oven for this for this movie. So I'm looking forward to it. But, like, just sorry, this has gone on way too long this segment. Do you think they'll actually release this trailer? I think they... What generally happens with these Comic-Con things is they... At least, like, the Marvel stuff and the DC stuff, they're like, oh, we try to lock it down, and then they just end up releasing it because there's, like... People take dodgy footage, and they don't want the dodgy footage to represent. So I think they will release it, but I... It maybe will come out, like, five hours after it's actually been shown. okay. So, yeah. Yeah, that's what I was wondering about, like, yeah, how how that's going to play out. Okay, cool. Cool, so... I'm going to actually hand over to Intergot to cover the next story because I'm the worst person to talk about PC hardware. Well, I am the second worst, given that Mike's not here, (laughs) but uh, NVIDIA has officially announced their newest generation of graphics cards, the uh, the 40 series, headlined by the NVIDIA 4090. So these are all in US pricing. So the 4090 will be released on the 12th of October this year. Actually, it's a, no, it's oh, going to be sorry. 22. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah sorry, 12th of October this year uh, for $1,600 US dollars, which comparably is pretty similar to other years. Uh, the 4080 will be released in two models, very marketing here, 16 gigabytes and 12 gigabytes, which is $1,200 US dollars and $900 US dollars, which on the $1,200 one is a massive markup from the 30. 80, which is about, I think, 500 US dollars cheaper in terms of RRP. So, so that's a massive increase. One article I was reading was saying that the the 4090, the, the, the higher end model, was like a 7% increase. Yeah, marginal. And it was yeah. like a 24, 25% roughly increase or something around that area for the, the model. So massive, massive. Yeah, massive, increase. massive change. Uh, so their features include updated AI upscaling tech, the DLSS 3 which is now going to be supported by things like Unreal Engine 5 and it's got an update to Unity. DLSS 3's new capability called Optical Multiframe Generation generates entirely new frames rather than just pixels, delivering massive performance boost according to NVIDIA. So these things haven't been tested yet. Uh, Because DLSS frame generation executes as a post-process on the GPU, it can boost frame rates even when the game is bottlenecked by the CPU. Also announced is a free RTX mod for Portal. 
So you'll be able to uh, have things like RTX lighting in older games using the RTX Remix tool, which actually is a very, very cool thing. There's a whole deep dive, and you should, you should check it out. I think you'd even like it, uh, on the RTX Remix tool that they've built, where they've actually brought in, ah, oh, shit, it was either Morrowind or the game before Morrowind, I can't remember. Um, it would probably would have been Morrowind. Daggerthorn? Dagger something? Is oh, that... really? Daggerfall? Yeah, maybe it's Daggerfall. RTX into Daggerfall? Wow. So what they did is they dragged the game in, right? And this RTX Remix tool, it, it sort of takes over the rendering of the game. Then they actually started replacing all the assets. And the AI technology actually detects what type of material, like, is in the game. And therefore, what kind of lighting would you expect to see off it? And it looks unreal, man. Like, this is... I actually... Like, there's a lot of criticism that I'll give NVIDIA, like, soon. But, man, like, I have to tip my hat to them in terms of releasing this this tool. And a lot of the tools that they've been releasing, like, with NVIDIA Broadcast, where you can use AI models to remove noise, um, you know, remove background, so, like, green screen effects, all this kind of stuff. All that cool stuff that they're doing, I really do appreciate. And this RTX Remix tool looks really, really cool. Um in general, like, these type of effects, I don't know, maybe I'm just too dumb, but I'll turn that on and off, and I'm like, yeah, like, I, I can kind of see the difference, but it doesn't really, like, blow me away or anything like that. The whole DLSS stuff, though, if you, like, do more, like, PC gaming, Swinny, like, the DLSS stuff is crazy how much it improves the performance. It's like, basically you just have to turn it on for any game that supports it. And it's awesome now that like the engines that most games are going to get, you're going to use to build are going to have it from the start. So all the, Mm. you know, new unreal engine five games and unity games, like they all have it. Um, and it, yeah, it just, it, that is one of the biggest jumps in performance, but going back to pricing, man, far out. Like basically what's happened is with this supply chain crunch, crypto boom, like GPU prices have, like, quadrupled in the last, like, five years. Mm. And now they're locking in the prices from a RRP perspective. And I actually have been holding out a bit for the 40 series, and I was going to buy a new GPU. And then they announced the pricing, and I'm like, fuck you. <laughs> like, there's no way I'm buying this. Like, and, no way. And you got the, the CEO basically saying that, oh, you know, like... Falling GPU prices are a thing of the past. That, that's what they're trying to push. Obviously, they're going. They're not going to ever say the opposite. Yeah. But you know that this whole thing of like the you know was it um, Ethereum or whatever the you know like changing the the way that it works and now that you know that GPU mining stuff is like not going to be as much of an issue as it used to be. It's like. Not that I'm saying that that would then cause them to like price this stuff lower, but to go up, especially on that like the 4080, like these cards are already ridiculously priced. And oh, I'm yeah. I'm someone that look I haven't upgraded my PC in a long time, but there's yeah. a it comes a point soon where I'll be like, okay, I'll probably be in the market. And I look at any of these prices uh, and I'm like I'm not interested. Like it just pushes me away straight away. And I know that for a lot of people this is what they love and they will pay the money but the fact that they will pay the money just means that if you, NVIDIA can get away with their pricing it's kind of it's really sucks yeah and look who knows maybe just because of the supply chain issues because we still have the supply chain issues hmm. right like 
China's factories are just not at the same capacity that they were before, and it's had this whole effect on the whole region. And same as Vietnam, they build a lot of stuff there, and Taiwan is a massive risk factor at the moment, with like the whole bubbling escalation in that region. And only we're only talking about that because it relates to the gaming side, but you know, like all of these companies are based there or have major operations there, like major operations, like literally factories that there's one or two in the entire world to make these type of chips. So yeah, it's like, it's such a piss take from NVIDIA, like such a fucking piss take. I do think it's going to have a massive impact on people's interest in getting these kind of cards and AMD, which is really funny that they did this because this NVIDIA event was coming up and then AMD, AMD two hours before announced that they're going to release their new series of graphics cards and talk about them in November. And they, they released the save the date two hours before the, the NVIDIA. <laughs> like, they hate each other, those companies, right? But, I mean, look, you know how I was talking about Halo Infinite and also Battlefield having such an opportunity in a down year for Call of Duty to take advantage this is like, and they fumbled that so hard. AMD has a massive opportunity to get back in the game with their Radeon cards. Like, if they actually have some really decent cards, and, I mean, recently with their CPUs, they've released the new lineup for Ryzen cards, have Ryzen CPUs, the pricing was pretty decent. So if they don't go crazy, and they, you know what they'll do, they'll bump it up a little bit, given that NVIDIA's taken a lot of the heat already, right? But they'll bump it up a little bit and still say, hey, we're well below the other guys. And if they deliver performance that's, like, a step up, I'm like, honestly, even I will look at it and go, maybe I'll just get a Radiant card, right? Like, fuck, I don't have an allegiance to these fucking companies. I don't give a shit, man. I used to have a Mac. I've got a PC now. Like, I don't mind switching back and forth. It does not bother me at all. So, that's uh, November, the start of November. So, I'm guessing Mike will be back on the show by then. So, yeah, I to get his input on it. I was going to say, if uh, if he, he joins us next ep- episode, we might just have a quick thing at the top where we just get his take on, overall on on this stuff. Because uh, and and now that it, assuming I might be doing the hosting duties that time, I'll keep him to a very <laughs> confined time period where he doesn't reach out to the other boxes in his room to then start talking about <laughs> packaging, sizing of GPUs and and whatnot. So <laughs> good, good. But um, but yeah. So the uh, next story is. Logitech. So, after a brief announcement last month, which we did very briefly mention on the show and some recent leaks. Leaks... I'm so over leaks now with the whole GTA stuff. Logitech and Tencent have fully revealed their new cloud gaming handheld called Logitech G Cloud. Now, to be clear, up front, this is currently only um, for order in US and Canada. So, we can't order it here. So, I just wanted to get that up front. What is it? So it's an Android device that supports services such as, you know, Xbox Game Cloud, um, Cloud Gaming, I should say, Stadia, Steam Link, GeForce Now, so a lot of the biggest uh, streaming services. It also does play Android games natively as well um, and was developed in partnership with Tencent. So it's coming 17th October, so very soon in the US, and it's priced at... And we'll probably have a bit to talk about this price. Uh, $350 US yeah. for a device that is designed around cloud gaming. Um, and for people um, who are interested, it's $299 currently. If you order it right now, like pre-order it. Yes, I recently had that info there and I removed it because I'm like, well, screw you. You're not <laughs> releasing in Australia yet. Um, 
but basically I'll just cover some basic specs before we give our thoughts about this thing because uh, there's other similar products out there but Logitech is obviously a big name in, in uh, you know PC hard um, like peripherals and stuff but basically this thing is about 10.11 inches wide so it's actually pretty big um, I can't remember how wide the uh, Steam Deck is do you, do you remember if that's as big as that or no it's more like bigger? a Switch it's more like a Switch, switch. okay um, it's I'm not, you know, I'll mention some of this stuff, but it's got a, a Snapdragon CPU. I don't know anything about this stuff. No, sorry, Snapdragon, it says octa-core CPU, so I'm guessing that's all the, the same stuff there. Yeah, eight cores. It's like an Android phone. Yeah, and it will output uh, 1080p resolution. It's got a 7-inch touchscreen LCD. It's not OLED. Um, they say 12 hours of battery life, but who knows if, you know what that is when it's doing that you know it could they could be basing that off the fact that you're just um playing a simple android games or whatever but um it does have haptic feedback which is interesting because you know a lot of these handhelds don't have that stuff so that is an interesting feature um it's got a gyroscope it's got remappable controls it's got a headphone jack usb-c and a bunch of standard uh stuff that you expect obviously wi-fi support and all that stuff so into got you wanted to talk about this. Yeah, I'm keen to get get your take on what this is and if it's worth that <laughs> price, price point. It's interesting, right? Like, to put it into pricing, like, for Australia, like, convert the currency GST, right? It's, like, five ninety nine here. So, imagine going into a store, Swinney, and you're familiar, like, PlayStation, I guess we did actually just get an increase on the PS5, right? But Xbox Series X, that's, like, seven fifty in Australia. For the disc model, right? Hmm. $150 more than this, right? Go in the store. Recently, the you know the Splatoon edition of the Switch thing that you got? That was yeah. just on sale for $444, $444 right? Hmm. And then this is like $600? Like, I, I, I really, truly struggle to understand what, <laughs> what has gone wrong. Because Logic Tech you know make a lot of cool stuff right like there's a lot of stuff I use from them I just I just bought a Logitech keyboard this week yeah yeah so, so I've got no worry about Logitech I think they're a pretty decent brand right I've got a lot of stuff from them but I just don't understand what's happened for them <laughs> to to think this is gonna work like who is like who's gonna get this seriously like if you're in the States and you could order a Steam Deck yeah. from 350 like, why are you ordering this? Like, you can do everything with the Steam Deck, pretty much, that you could do with this, but you could also use it as a fucking console, right? Like, it's so yeah. weird. I don't get it. Like, this would only make sense if it's called the Xbox Cloud. So Then I understand it, to a degree. Weirdly, right, and I'll, I'll justify why, this device appeals more to me than the Steam Deck outside of the price point, right? The price point is just ridiculous. If this was a lower price device, the reason being is because I it also supports Xbox Remote Play, which is something I do use, and I, yeah. I've used a lot in the past, where you can stream to a device from your local console. So having... And I don't form factor controls. It's one of those things where like you have to feel it to really know. But it looks decent. It's good. It looks but decent. It's, this this thing is pretty light, and that's why it would actually appeal to me. Is that I can't remember how much the um, Steam Deck weighs, but this thing is very very light. And 
the idea of having something just to use for for that remote play is actually appealing to me because I've tried phone screens are pretty small right and there's some games that I'm playing like I'm, the Astro Ascending game I talked about at the top of the show has very small font and some developers just unfortunately don't get the memo that you know accessibility is a thing you need to really <laughs> to bump fonts up well, not, at that um, point not even accessibility just fucking can't read well this has this has tiny font yeah, and, yeah, in yeah. this game it's funny there is actually a way you, you can increase the font size but it doesn't increase any of the menu fonts which are issues. <laughs> so, but anyway the whole point is that the reason being if this was a cheaper device because it's lighter and it supports that remote play stuff i'd be okay you know, like that is more of an appealing to me than a device like the Steam Deck, which is a fantastic device, but I just don't need it in my life because mm. anyway. But uh, I just don't, I don't know why they're pricing it that high. Like, I'm sure this stuff, uh, maybe it's decent, really good build, but yeah, they're pricing, pricing themselves out of the market, basically. I mean. But I think this is where, look, a Nintendo don't make consoles that they lose money on generally right like i think in the yeah. history of that company they've probably never done it right probably nintendo 64 might have been the only occasion right but the switch like inherently as a business you, you you're getting all the money off like the sales of the software as well right so even if something's a bit like ah it's marginal this is what we'll price it at you're gonna get all that money from all the indies on there, all the third-party publishers, your own first-party games, right? Logitech aren't getting any of that, right? So they have to price this, I guess, with the margin that they're going to make money. And I think once you just add everything up, it's like, it just can't make sense if you've got other gaming companies like Valve and Nintendo making this. And and on your point on the weight, like, what if this happened? What if game like Microsoft and Nintendo did a deal and had Game Pass remote play and cloud as one app on the Switch dude like it would kill this thing overnight right because it oh, yeah, costs the same right. amount and it weighs the same amount it actually weighs more than the Switch this device which I don't understand how that's possible like what is it it's just a fucking screen that shows shit like why is it so heavy look like does it I actually don't I don't wish you'd know I, this but I actually does it actually don't know. play games like yeah no no I said it I said it oh uh, okay, okay but okay, no okay, but okay, uh, okay. only Android stuff though. yeah uh, okay 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 that yeah, so yeah. I said it, it natively runs Android stuff okay can I just say like I feel like they've made a mistake there because I guess maybe they look at it and then it's like stuff like Genshin Impact like maybe people are looking for something like this to play Genshin Impact but I don't like I, does that make sense actually I don't know yeah, well, I... Maybe. This is just... I know when we first briefly talked about this on the show, it was just like... It just felt like a weird thing in general, the concept of a hand... Like, to me, a, a cloud handheld device is a weird concept in general. Yeah. And then to price it this high is just makes it ludicrous. Um, I just... Yeah, I, I mean... I don't know if Logitech... Have Logitech done anything like this in the past? Oh, any kind not nothing successful because <laughs> I can't remember well I'm just thinking any kind of like they haven't done tablets and stuff have they nah not that I can recall so yeah it's it, anyway like look like, I can't I can't see this being being successful I mean this is actually it's funny we're referencing Mike so much in the show but you know how he always buys those knockoff Chinese dodgy like handhelds they're all Android handhelds 
all the yeah. things that he buys, right? There, there is a market. Like, I don't get it. Like, I think that there's super dodge quality and, like, I just literally don't understand why people would spend so much money on something that's, like, going to break. Maybe if Logitech looks at that and says, you know what, like, there's a lot of people buying this crap already as, like, an emulator device, as all this other stuff, and then uh, we're both talking about this as cloud, but this is really an Android Android handheld, right? But the thing is, they, the entire thing is branded as a cloud. It's literally called cloud, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I know that. Yeah. But, you know, maybe other people look at it differently, right? Uh, definitely not for me, like 0%. But can I just say one thing? I love that the screen is just fucking 1080p. Like, I hate that the Steam Deck screen is... Like, they must have got some mega deal for it to be dirt cheap. But the fact that their screen is something like, for memory... 1280 by 800 it's like some weird ass resolution mm. that like looks shit for a lot of games that haven't adapted to it like drives me nuts like that really pisses me off but but you but you actually said that you're half a chance of like getting <laughs> this no if this was priced way lower yeah okay okay all i'm saying is yeah. this device appeals more to me with what i what i'd want a device to do in my current like gaming setup because the things the the Steam Deck is fantastic, but I just there's there's nothing there that would drive me like. Whereas remote play aspect yeah, now maybe yeah, you can get yeah, remote yeah. play working a Steam Deck and whatever, right? It's more that like yeah, it's more that. Well, that's the thing is I they I haven't heard that news, so that's that's basically like to me they're specifically actually talking about this with this device. So, so okay, so this is six hundred Australian dollars. What if what if they had a, and I'll name it, the Logitech G Cloud Lite? Dude, like this, this device would be like a two hundred dollar device if I bought it. Like, yeah, I was gonna, I was gonna say, point. like I was I'm gonna not say three fifty. I was gonna say three fifty. No, no, like I'm saying, this oh, okay. would have to be okay. like a cheap ass device because to me, it's like I just yeah. want to. It's just basically a streaming device. Like it doesn't feel like yeah. it needs any kind of computing power to do anything, but like run the most basic shit. No, yeah, I think really... when the Steam Deck becomes more globally available and like they're producing it so that people can buy it, yeah, just you couldn't ever argue to get one of these things instead of a Steam Deck. Mm. So cool. So I think you're going to cover the last story again because you're the missed, you're Mister Analog, not Mister Nosferatu. You Mister. Well, there's two two major things that happened this week. So the well, like over the last fortnight, I should say it's a bit old news now. Um, so the SNES Core did get released so this actually this guy AGG23 was actually the guy that did the Pong core so you know Mr. AGG23 you should uh, you know reach out to us you know we were talking about your Pong core you know everyone wants to talk about the SNES we're talking about Pong baby um, so yeah looked like super pumped it does show how relatively easy people are porting these things from Mr. which you know a lot of these cores like actually all of the cores so far apart from the Pong one that I understand have been ported from um, and also relatively newbies supposedly like in the words of their own people who are porting this across so the SNES core is super feature rich like pretty much like for most people there's been now two versions of it the SNES core you can play like most of the games that you're thinking of playing like there's barely anything that you can't play so question mm -hmm. um, for people and and just keep in mind that I'm very ignorant of how like oh, GitHub works and all this stuff people let's say they're working on the SNES core separately mm -hmm. 
do you have situations where someone's just gonna be like no i'm gonna have my own one release that out on there out there or do basically when once something's live do people just be like okay well there's no point working on it separately i'll just kind of move towards this project and kind of like join the community for this existing call yeah yeah i mean that's a good question so it's mixed so in general i think if someone has released something and it's like nearly done and you're like at 80 percent people probably just abandon it right Hmm. what will be very interesting to me about a lot of these things and like i just want to say like quickly i've used the snes core a lot i deliberated over what's the first game i'm gonna play on it and it, like I literally was not meaning to pick this game, but I ended up playing a bunch of Super Metroid <laughs> on it. I was gonna play anything else, and then I was like, I just want to see this one aspect, and then I just started playing. It. And it's, dude, like when you get the analog pocket, it's gonna be Chef's kiss, man. It's gonna be crazy. Like they've got so much stuff out now, and it fucking like I actually had another friend who came over who, you know, grew up in the SNES era as well. I'm like, hey, try to play this, how it feels. And they played, like, you know, Super Metroid, Mario World, Mario Kart, and they're like, damn, this feels, like, crisp, man. It feels perfect. Like, controls everything. It's so cool. Um, but, yeah, it doesn't like... Have a, doesn't have a Super Eagle filter. No, thank God. No, <laughs> no. And, look, like, Analog are going to... Good old Z-SNES. ...start patching in some of the stuff like I'm going to be really interested when they finally update the OS and have so I can use the DAC so then I can plug the pocket into my Trinitron my old Sony Trinitron just to see what these things look like um, but the one thing that and it's not a criticism it's just like a feature that hasn't been built is for me the ability to turn the pocket on and off is like super crazy like that's I need that right same as a Switch like I'm in the middle of playing something in the Switch I just press the power button it freezes the game right now that works like that for things like Game Boy Game Boy Advance all that kind of stuff on the pocket you actually need to build that into the core so like the SNES core they actually need to do a bunch of work to be able to get that to work so currently you can't do that and for me so it's like so you'd have if you wanted to do that you'd have to what save state and then they'd have to turn well off. yeah they have to build that functionality into the core itself that's what I'm saying like the the alternative alternative at the moment is to save state no there isn't no off. because you need that to be able to do that they haven't built oh. that yeah so there's no save states okay, okay yeah save states the way it works is very different than like a software emulator I know that yeah. I just assumed there would at least be the ability to save state no that's state really complex even Mister okay. doesn't have that for a lot of uh cores right okay so you just have to save the game so it's actually like it's like legit like you actually have to find save places yeah yeah, that all works so if you can find a place to save you can save and then that's it but that's not super useful for me so i probably won't actually use the snes core that much at the moment because like dude i i play the analog pocket i actually that's the only thing i carry gaming wise on the train now right and it's awesome like i could just turn it on start playing i'm on the train need to get off the station whatever bang like press the power button which is you know sleeps the screen right and i don't have any battery issues it's perfect i love it but with this nest it's just not gonna work i'm gonna be like pulling up to the station going shit you know i'm in a boss battle here or something it's like what do you fucking do right it just won't work for me so and I look honestly to your point before, which is like, how did these things get made, and what do people focus on? People, I've noticed, it's like they're not as obsessed as I am about 
the ability to pick it up and put it down really quickly. And there's a lot of work you need to do to get it to work. So I I wouldn't be shocked if a year from now we're talking about this and they still haven't coded that part of it. Like, I hope that's not the case, but I wouldn't be shocked. But um, the other thing, just quickly, that also got released is a Genesis core or, like, Mega Drive for us. So, man, they're, like, two of the biggest, you know, in the, that sort of retro era outside of the NES like that's the only one that's left really that you know out of the majors I kind of surprised the NES um, yeah it's funny it's one of the last ones it just, it just feels <laughs> like that's so much simpler than than a Genesis you know yeah so maybe I'm very ignorant of that so. well the ge- the Genesis slash you know Mega Drive one is very buggy like I wouldn't even okay. recommend people playing it outside of just trying it out but it'll come along the guy the AGG um 23 guy he actually was making the NES core and then was like, he literally, I was following him on Twitter or that, you know, our show follows him on Twitter. I'm like, he he literally was just posting, Hey, I'm going to try to, you know, see if I can get the SNES core working just as a muck around. And then got it working within like a couple of days. Now, supposedly this guy's not even like a huge, you know, contributor in that scene. So it's, yeah, it seems fairly easy to port stuff to the analog pocket. So, yeah, my expectation would be like pretty much everything before PlayStation will get on the pocket with time, which is really them, really cool. Need them to put the uh, PC Engine Turbo Graphics on so I can start Bonk Two. Because if you remember Bonk, the first yes, Bonk game was Bonk. a. I think it may have been a very first episode we had a special feature on. Yeah, yeah, we played it. Yeah, we, we, neither yeah. of us had ever played it before, so yeah. it's not a bad game. It's not a great game, but it's Bonk, not a bad Bonk game. one was fun. Yeah, it was fun. Um, pretty tough <laughs> yeah it was crazy tough um yeah yeah i think that will come i think pc engine will come shortly so yeah it's very cool time to have an analog pocket it feels like every day there's some new announcements on it um but yeah the snes man i can't believe it it's like really really cool and then also like arcade games that i love like galaga is already working so you can play galaga and yeah there's a whole host of like games like donkey kong pac-man that are all coming shortly as well so like, I'm actually at a point where I'm like, man, I'm not going to install these things manually anymore. Like, there's actually someone who's made an installer where you can, yeah. like, click. Like, I want this system. I want that system. Because it's... And oh, no. Neo Geo got an update as well. So, Honestly, that's, that's pretty the, much that's the complete kind of, now. So. That's the kind of stuff I... Yes. I would need to probably, <laughs> like, really delve into this stuff because um, I'm not the most technically sound person, but also I'm very lazy. So, it's like, yes, if something is not are. easy, then I'm just like... I got so many other games that just plug and play. <laughs> so, but uh, but I'm very appreciative of the people that put in this hard work. A lot of them doing it for no financial gain whatsoever. Yeah, and uh, thousands, if not hundreds of thousands, of people benefit from uh, from their work. So. No, no, it's super cool, super cool. It's a great device. Like, definitely would advise people to grab one. Like, whenever it's going to come out next year. But hopefully for you, it's like sooner rather than later. I wonder what's going on in that space. But, we'll um, see. All right, well, that was the last news segment. And uh, to keep things tight this week, we're not doing a big sizzler. We'll probably bring it back next week, depending on how busy it is. But um, I think uh, we really just wanted to catch up on those stories uh, that we missed last week and uh, and obviously cover the big ones from this week. So, Intergot, how's your next week going? What You got anything planned for next week for gaming-wise or...? Uh, yeah, I'm just going to keep cracking at Last of Us. I, I might not talk about it too much next week because 
I reckon it will take me a couple of weeks to finish it. So. Those games aren't that long, though, are they? I know yeah, you're a very busy that. man. Well, I know you're a very busy <laughs> man, but you put 50 hours into bloody stuff. I, I, <laughs> I had a friend stay over, and he's like, oh, I, can't, I don't game. And then, like, literally a couple of hours later, he was in my living room with a gaming, P- a gaming laptop set up, headset. He was playing online. <laughs> like a MOBA thing or whatever I'm like fucking don't game you're like the most crazy setup portable setup I've ever seen oh well, there's some people that argue MOBAs aren't games but uh, oh uh, shots fired no no, um, no I, I, I have nothing against MOBAs yeah look like I think I'm actually going to start to <laughs> I mean with Splatoon 3 I've 100%ed the single player campaign and dude the fucking like I don't want to spoil anything but there's like some extra post game stuff and it's freaking crazy. It's like the difficulty curve is like exponential. I, I was like... It's kind of like Mario Odyssey. No, dude, it's way crazier than that. Really? Yes. And I've Some completed Mario that. Odyssey, like, end, like end game yeah, level. I finished like, everything in Mario, Mario Odyssey and I, that's exactly what I thought about. I was like, this is like that on steroids. This is like more like Galaxy 2 with, you know, the, uh, mm. the one that's the perfect run. The final thing, it's like 20 minutes long, right? Every other part of Splatoon is like three minutes. This goes on forever, and it's so freaking hard. There was points where I was like, I don't know if I can beat this, man. Like, I don't know if I'm good enough to beat this freaking thing. Did you beat it? Yeah, yeah. (laughs) But I was like... (laughs) You gotta think I'm nuts, but honestly, it was like Dark Souls, man, for me. I was like, this is freaking hard. Like, I I could imagine... Because Octo Expansion is really hard. I think Octo Expansion, on average, is the hardest campaign that they've done. So the Splatoon 2 DLC. Um, but just quickly, like, the single player of Splatoon 3, the way they balanced it is great. Like, in Splatoon 2, you beat the whole thing, and then they're like, okay, now every single level, beat it with every single weapon class. It's like, What? Like, why? It's stupid. Like, it pissed me off. It actually really annoyed me about the single-player campaign. Whereas this one, it's like... They'll say, like, maybe one weapon, or, like, some levels that'll be, like, two weapons you can beat it with, right? And it doesn't matter if you do it or not for 100%. But even me, I'm like, ah, oh, I might go back and beat all those levels and fill in all those, like, blanks. I-, I went crazy, man. I did everything in this game. Like, but I think I'll ease off after the Splatfest. Because I've been cool. playing, like, every night. Like, it's a freaking cool game, man. It's fucking really cool. It's just such a shame there's so many issues with the multiplayer. Like, I literally have had, like, three or four disconnects. And the whole time I've played Rocket League, it's, like, 700 hours. This game's, like, 50 hours. I've had, like, no joke, like, 50 disconnects. Like, it's freaking bad, man. It's really bad. Well... Next week, I will be playing two games. Uh, one that I've had for a while, which is still rising. That's uh, unfortunately there were a couple of bugged achievements and, and stuff that they've since patched. So I'll be starting Still Rising, which I'm super looking forward to. So I'll talk about that next week. And I'm also, I will likely be playing a game called Dragon Prana, which, if you think back to our Chemco tier list, <laughs> what, what was what was one of the most memorable things you remember about the tier list? Uh, like that, I clipped all the footage and then it looks the same every freaking game like it's okay. panning in panning in panning in one of the most memorable the wall? things for me I remember the wall one of the most memorable things the wall for me was 
when we talked about the 8-bit style Game Gear RPGs that are too zoomed oh, yeah, in. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. So this Dragon Prana is part of that series, so it's oh, also another okay. zoomed in game. So we'll see whether or not I actually am <laughs> able to get past that next well, week. Well, you will. So, you will. Uh, oh, I will get past it, as in get past it to enjoy the game, because those games were um, <laughs> pretty low down on the tier list, so... Oh, uh, shit, man. Nah, I'm just looking at the Ford calendar of games and stuff like that on IGN. Friggin' Overwatch 2 is coming out in a couple of weeks. Shit, man. That's really wild to me. Like, mm-hmm. that game's journey of, like, being so hyped, and then I feel like all the hype out of the, that game is, is left. Well, also, and I, I could look, I could get this info wrong, but, um, you know, the fact that you as part of the battle pass because it's a free to play game now that some of the heroes are unlocked part of the battle pass mm. so I think some people aren't happy with that change um, but look the people that aren't ha- happy with that change will very quickly unlock all the bloody heroes they need to play as because you know they're going to play the game so but um, yeah look I'm there's just no no buzz at all about Overwatch no. 2 it really isn't no, it's so weird. Like, for a game, Overwatch, freaking one game of the year when it came out. Not that long ago, in the grand scheme of things. And for this to have, like, almost negative buzz is so weird. So weird. But I just wanted to quickly say, fuck, man. I, these publishers can shove it. Like, there's been hardly any games coming out, right? Like, realistically. Like... And we're not, like, the craziest people of playing, like, every single new AAA, AA game that's coming out every week, right? It's not really what the show's about. But, you know, late October, it's ridiculous, man. It's like Mario and Rabbids comes out on October 20, then Gotham Knights comes out the next day on the 21st, then Persona, Royale 5, uh, Persona 5 Royale comes out on the Switch, which I'm like... Oh, I'm almost tempted to get that on don't, that. Don't don't forget October the sixth, Priest Simulator comes out. <laughs> Bayonetta three comes out a week later. Then uh, Ragnarok is like a week and a bit after that, and then of course Skull and Bones comes out. <laughs> Fully paid game. Um, man, it's like that little window is going to be horrible. Like I actually am looking at it, going shit. I don't know what I'm going to do. Like. I'll play Mario Rabbids. I love that game. The first game so much. I, I might cancel my order for Gotham Knights now. There's a lot of games, and there's a lot of games being added to the Game Pass because I've uh, been tracking that, of course. And, uh, yeah. lot, Almost too many games, one could argue. Well, that, that's what I'm saying. It's like, I feel like I'll play Mario Rabbids. I might actually try to, like, push through it so then I can play Bayonetta 3 then I'll feel pressured to push through that because I want to be free for, like, God of War Ragnarok. <laughs> and bloody Star Ocean comes out on October 27th. So I keep forgetting that game even, like, exists and I'm looking forward to it, you know? Luckily, one thing, though, I do have a Bucks weekend. I probably won't be able to do the show that weekend. The weekend before Ragnarok comes out. So at least it doesn't, doesn't F me up in that way. Because if that game came out and then I'm like gone for that long weekend or weekend or whatever, I'd be like, "Damn, that's that's a shame." <laughs> but yeah, but no, cool. it's uh, it's forecasting the month. You know, it's gonna start picking up like crazy again. Forecast so. uh, says uh, rainy game days, <laughs> lots of them, lots of them. <laughs> and by the way, I've already titled this show 
I don't know if you saw that. No, I did not see anything. I called it Various Day Life. <laughs> you know what? On that note, that game, I didn't even realize that game like been out for That's ages. Out. <laughs> yeah, I know. No, no, but it's been like out no, like, I know. I know. on mobile and I know. stuff. I know. So. I know. Various Day Life is a very fun name. Yeah. All right, well. Cool. Thanks everybody, and that's it for the show. And uh, yeah, we'll uh, I'm look forward to hopefully hearing my impressions about Still Rising next week. Awesome. Other than that, goodbye. Bye bye.